What's going on, Dodgers Nation? Welcome to the Dodgers Nation post-game show. I'm your host, Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And thanks for rocking with us after the Dodgers beat the Padres in extra innings. Mookie Betts, he ties it up in the ninth inning. The Dodgers, two outs. They're down to their last hope in Mookie Betts. The Padres' win probability was close to 100%. And Mookie Betts said, uh-uh, not on my watch. Goes deep on Hater, gets those hands in, clears, gets the bat through the zone, and just absolutely crushes it and the Dodgers get it done in extras how about that at bat by Michael Bush how about that at bat by James you can't get him out man the youth movement stepped up Julio Urias he grinded he bowed he gave this team a chance to win the bullpen Yancy Almonte Caleb Ferguson Victor Gonzalez they did their thing Evan Phillips continues to look the part as the Dodgers closer yes this offense they were cold they were colder than a streaker at a hockey game for most of this series runners in scoring position they struggled pretty much all series. They end up going 4 for 24 for this series. They had gone 1 over 1 for 11 up until the James out the Michael Bush hit and they find a way to win this game. They find a way to take two of three from San Diego in San Diego despite going 13 for 97 hitting 134 for the series. So we're going to break it all down here in the Dodgers Nation post game show but first things first let me know where you represent Dodgers Nation from tonight. Give me those cities and zip codes down below in the comment section as always. I'm looking for that Dodgers Nation comment of the night. Now if I see a comment of the night, you're going to see one of these. You win. If I see a fire take, any fire take you have, I'm going to give you one of these. If you say something that's a little subtle, out of pocket, you're going to see one of these. Also, I'm looking for that Dodgers dog of the game. The Dodgers dog of the game. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, so let me know down below in the comment section. Also, who is your player of the game? We have so much to unpack, so much to get into in this game. We're going to break it all down from start to finish. And, hey, how about that, Padres? Hey, why don't you play that on that Jumbotron? Why don't you play that Mookie Betts home run that he hit late? Because we heard it was mostly Dodger fans once again. That is the house that Dodgers fans build. So why don't you take this L and, hey, the Dodgers take two out of three. That's what I love about the Padres fans. You know, you ever even hear them chanting, let's Let's go Padres. When the Dodgers want to root, it's let's go Dodgers. When the Padres want to root, it's beat LA, beat LA. I never heard a let's go Padres chant in my life. I'm still waiting. And the Dodgers, they take two out of three. And look at that Padres offense. They scored two runs tonight, two runs yesterday. They scored five in the first game. This Dodgers pitching staff, they hold them to nine runs in this series. But let me know where you're rocking with us down below. Give me those hot takes. Give me those fire takes. We're going to go heavy on the comments. We're going to break everything down. So buckle up. It's going to be a good one. Also, if you're new to the show, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. It's also really important to hit that notification bell. Dropped an interview with Buster Only today. And Buster Only, he had so many great takes, so much insight on the trade deadline. Shohei Otani, Tim Anderson, the White Sox, this Dodgers team. So you don't want to miss that. You can find that over on our channel at YouTube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. But without further ado, let's jump into the comment section. Andrew Wall, big facts. SD never cheer, only beat LA, living rent free on God. That's from Andrew Wall over on YouTube. Adam 818, Lakers and Dodgers. We got high school footballs 26. Can't get him out, man. Is just that guy. Yeah, Altman had been going through a slump. He had been going through it of late. Lots of strikeouts, 20 strikeouts. His last 43 at bats heading into that at bat. And he finds a way to put a good swing on one and really seal this victory for the Dodgers team. And yeah, he's right up there for rookie of the year. I told you before the season started that. 
he would finish in the top three. Well, I think I undershot that. I think he's going to finish higher than that. So, yeah, James Altman, give him a lot of credit because, look, in a extra innings game we see, it's really holding serve if you just score that one run. If you get that one run across, it's great, but really you want to put up a crooked number. You want to score multiple runs with the zombie runner, with the Manfred man there on second, and the Dodgers, they do exactly what they needed to do, and they score three runs. And I also want to talk about the inning earlier in the game where – the Dodgers, they blow a big opportunity. The Dodgers, by the way, that was James Alman, James Alman's eighth home run of the season. So, yeah, he's fantastic. And, yeah, give him a lot of credit because there was a lot I didn't like about this game. The defense, they were sloppy early on. That's why it was so great to see Mookie Betts get that redemption. How about James Alman? He gets that redemption. He, early in the game, he goes back on that ball when really he should have been going forward on that Tatis double to open up the game. Then how about Mookie Betts, the Xander Bogarts double to right. Mookie jumps at it. It goes in and out of his glove, and then Machado scores to make it 2-0 Padre. So both those guys get redemption late in the game, and they find a way to lead this team to a victory. We have to talk about the pitching. We have to talk about the relievers that really stepped up this series. But yeah, what an exciting series. What a great win on national TV. And hey, all this talk in the offseason season the Padres this the Padres that the best one through four major league baseball well guess what they score a measly nine runs this series Juan Soto's looking like he forgot how to baseball at the plate and yeah they did get the Julio early you saw some extra base hits but for the most part I wasn't too intimidated with this lineup I have to admit I thought they were going to play better this series and want to perform better but I wasn't overly impressed were you let me know down below we got Moogs from Boomer Assassin we got Alex Renteria I'm really loving Alex Outman Rookie of the Year. Yeah, he's absolutely going to be in the mix. And how about Michael Bush? We have to talk about Michael Bush. I mean, that bat he had late there in the top of the 10th inning. I thought it was a fantastic, fantastic at-bat by Michael Bush. Just really hung in there and found a way to get his bat on the ball. Just a big league at-bat. And yeah, it was just, he took that screwball high and outside to load the count there. Took that four-seam away earlier in the count. So that's one thing you have to know about Michael Bush. Yes, the kid can rake. Yes, the kid has above average bat-to-ball skills, but he also has a great eye. There's a reason why he's compared to Max Munn because of his pitch recognition, because of his strike zone recognition. And he's up there taking pitches. Last year at the minor league level, he saw almost four pitches per at-bat. And you saw that on display there late in this game. And he ends up getting that single to right to score Freddie Freeman to give the Dodgers a 3-2 lead. Next batter, James Alman, an 0-1 pitch. He hits one out, man, to right to give the Dodgers a 5-2 lead, and that was all she wrote. We saw our boy, Mr. Fireman, Evan Phillips. He slammed the door shut there in the bottom of the 10th inning. So we're going to break it all down, but I want to get to your comments because I know you guys are firing away, and then we'll dive into this game a little more in depth in just a second. We got IC over on YouTube. Victor Gonzalez was solid. Yeah, Victor Gonzalez continues to impress. You saw that once again today, and he's starting to look like he is going to be that high-leverage reliever because Alex Vesia, Vesia's been a messia. He hasn't had success at the big league level. He's already gone rocked down at the minor league level. Now, I will say he struggled in May and June last year. He was fantastic down the stretch after the All-Star break, so there is a world where he comes back and he's able to contribute, but still, I mean, with the way that, with the way that Victor Gonzalez is performing so far early on this season, I definitely like 
like what I'm seeing. And today it was another solid showing. He goes an inning, had a punch out, gave that one hit, but he's been efficient. I mean, 15 pitches. He was four for four on first pitch strike. So yeah, absolutely. I see over on YouTube. Victor Gonzalez is looking like the Victor Gonzalez we saw in 2020 when he was instrumental for this Dodgers bullpen in that World Series win. Hater it. That's from Michael Negrady over on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, how about Josh Hader? He had that look in his on his face when Mookie Betts took him deep. I saw Mookie pointing. I don't know if he was pointing at McCullough at first base because he just ran by him. I don't know if he was pointing at that Padres dugout. I don't think that was the case. But yeah, what an absolute beauty by Marcus Lynn Betts, the $365 million man, the face of the franchise. And look, big stars, they perform in games like this. When the stage is big, when the lights are bright, guys like Mookie Betts, they're not afraid to step up. And he did just that. I mean, he was the brightest star in today's game when you had a lot of stars. So yeah, he was fantastic. Let's take a look at that home run from Mookie Betts. I just got to see it one more time. Let's check this out. Look at that bomb. Yeah, bomb by Mookie. Look at Josh Hader. Look at that. Oh, just absolutely crushing it. Just the way he gets his hands inside, clears it, and just takes off on it right there. Just an absolute beauty. 3-1 count, two outs. The Dodgers win probability at that point in the game was less than 1%, and he hits that dinger, ties things up, and the Dodgers get it done in extra innings. Remember last season, that was one of the big issues with the Dodgers was one-run games and extra innings games. Well, hey, they've gotten off to a good start winning their first extra innings game of the season. So we got hey, we got Gonzo, looks good. Bush was clutch from Rebecca. We got Roy Estrada. How does our year, how does our rear look Padres fans three games back. Yeah, the Dodgers, they improved at 21 and 14, a game and a half up on the Arizona Diamondbacks in the NL West. And to me, this is a statement series by the Dodgers. An absolute statement saying, hey, we're going to go down to San Diego. We're going to go play at Petco Park, the same stadium that we know is Dodger Stadium South, the stadium where you had to have area code restrictions because you didn't want to get embarrassed and have your stadium taken over for the postseason. The stadium where you beat the Dodgers last year in LA, not even playing their best baseball. Kershaw, who wants National League Pitcher of the Month for the month of May, he didn't have his best start, and they still find a way to take two out of three. The offense, they look putrid at times, but still they found a way to win, and I think if you look at these teams' identity, if you look at their character, if you look at their makeup, I this win and the walk-off win earlier this week against the Phillies, those are two big statement wins, and it says a lot about this team's character and their will to win, to not go down and easily into the night. They didn't go down into the night and say, hey, we're just going to lie down and lose this series. No, Mookie Betts, he steps up, has a big home run. And what else can you say about this guy? I mean, I don't think enough gets said about how clutch Mookie is in certain spots. He hits that home run there, and he it was his third home run, his third game-tying home run in the ninth or later since the start of the 2020 season. That's tied for most in Major League Baseball in that span, tied with Ty France, Fernando Tatis Jr., and Rowdy Telez. That's from Sarah Langs, the great Sarah Langs. Of course, you I know you already follow her over on Twitter at Sarah Langs on sports. So yeah, for Mookie to step up, ice in his veins, it was just massive. But we got pound for pound. It will be nice. It will be a nice flight to Milwaukee. Yeah, let's be a great flight to Milwaukee. And this team, I think they're focused. I think they realize the teams that are on their schedule for the month of May, and they want to get off to a great start. They want to build a cushion in 
the NL West. They understand and realize the significance of playing six of the 13 games against the Padres in the next two weeks. So, yeah, it's very important to get off to a good start. And they did just that. Because, look, if you look at the Dodgers with runners in scoring position, dating back to the start of the NLDS last year, the Dodgers are 9 for 58 with runners in scoring position. That's a 155 batting average. And we saw that was the issue in the NLDS where they go 5 for 34. But but there's something I want to talk about because I want to jump to and we're going to kind of rewind and talk about some of the big plays earlier in this game because, yeah, some sloppy defense. I think the shadows definitely were a factor, especially in that first inning with Mookie Betts. He drops that ball and Miguel Vargas and Julio Arias even on the the play where it was the comebacker from Kim to Urias, and he kind of just makes a casual throw to first. So they were very sharp defensively for the most part in this game, but still they got it done. But hey, winning cures all, and the Dodgers just an absolute win. Just uh, yeah, let's get back in the comments. So we got how does our we got uh, put the Padres on a leash? I got Jams Mookie saving the day from fine mode. We got Jeffrey Gonzalez. What a series win! Mookie clutch in the ninth inning of Josh Hader. Big props to the pitching staff for shutting them out after the first inning. We got Noah Ortega Tatis dancing in bed instead of on the base with Machado to recover. Yeah, Deborah Young, they had to replay Buki's goo four times SMH. Yeah, they definitely were riding that one pretty hard. We got Bush, I'll drink to that. That's from B. Guzman. We got Dian Schroeder. That was beautiful by Mookie. Yeah, I mean, he's had some pretty spectacular plays down at Petco Park. Who can forget his game-saving play, his game-saving catch, when Victor Gonzalez was on the mound. So, yeah, Mookie, hey, he has a nose for the big moment. He is not afraid to step up. He keeps it cool out there. He's not going to let a Padres team, who I think this Dodgers team, they were miffed. I, I think they did not appreciate the Padres' Bush League antics on Friday night showing the troll crying meme of Clayton Kershaw and hey now only thing the the hopefully uh, the, the Dodgers are taking a sip of the Padres tears on the way to Milwaukee we got the uh, Padres dancing is done from Jay Silva we got Mo Max Garcia Mookie started hats off to Mookie just remember y'all got smacked last season when it counted Oscar Fosto uh, Oscar Fosto just remember that you have zero World Series titles just remember you haven't won the division since 2006 just remember that the Dodgers are one of the big reasons why your franchise is relevant. Just remember that Petco Park probably wouldn't exist if Dodgers fans didn't fill it up when they were an irrelevant franchise for so many years. So, hey, let's be honest here. The Padres really should appreciate the Dodgers because without the Dodgers, they really wouldn't be relevant at all whatsoever. But, hey, I got to give it to you. You won last year. Little brother, you're not even little brother. You're like a, a an adopted, like some adopted sibling, something like that. I wouldn't even call them little brother, really, at this point. But still, got to give them credit. They won last year, but we'll see. When it comes to the Dodgers standards, hey, if you don't win the World Series, it doesn't mean much, okay? They don't hang division banners or anything like that. It's championship or bust for the Dodgers. And like I said, the Padres have been to two World Series titles 1998 was the last one. It's been a minute, okay? So I think you have a lot of winning to do before you really pump up your chest and try to go at Dodgers fans. But Alexander D, D-Mac going live. 
at on YouTube back to back like the Bulls 90s dynasty LOL that's from Alexander Z that's a comment of the day presented by our friends over at Hornitos Hornitos premium tequila please drink responsibly by the way this is some fire tequila definitely go pick some up but yes please drink responsibly fire take series that's from Edwin Dunning we got Juan Ramirez Julio is the Dodgers dog of the game. That is from Juan Ramirez over on YouTube. And I like that. I like going Julio as the Dodgers dog of the game. Dodger dog of the game. And what I like about it too is Julio didn't have his best stuff as far as strikeouts, as far as swing and miss. And he still found a way to put up zeros and go out there and give this Dodgers team a chance to win, a chance to compete. And yeah, I'm definitely okay with that because this game could have gotten away from the Dodgers, but Julio, he kept a minute. He battle all night long if you look at his line he ends up allowing two runs on eight hits in five and two-thirds innings had just three punch outs had one walk through 86 pitches 62 for strikes 17 for 25 on first pitch strikes only six swings and misses but he did make some big pitches and we'll start right at the top and start breaking down this entire game so yeah i love that pick right there but who is your dodgers dog of the game and of course when i talk about the dodgers job In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. that Dodgers dog of the game it's not necessarily who's the player of the game but which Dodger had that dog in him I call it the GTDIH syndrome he got that dog in him so let me know down Dodger below dog uh, Dodgers Stadium South that's from ISE Nando 390 Padres fans in a Dodgers live yeah hey thanks hey thanks uh you're helping uh, helping the sponsorship. You're giving us some money, so I appreciate you. L.A. Greater Than Sign SD from Jay Silva. Who's crying now? San Diego. That's from Carl. Alex Ranteria. Really hate the new home run celebration the Padres are doing. Outman can't get out, man. I love that one. That's a comment of the day. That's a fire take from our friend Maurice over on Facebook. But, yeah, would a... <laughs> That's funny, Johnny Cage. Would a Tijuana zip code work to be that restriction? Yeah, look, we're talking about a franchise that knew that the Dodgers would have taken over, and you saw late in that one. Lots of Dodgers fans, but good. That 10th inning from Mark Ward, Mookie, and the rookie, Jay Silva. Yeah, it sounds like if this game was an album, you could definitely call it that, but you have to also mention Julio Urias. So let's jump to the bottom of the first inning. We have to start right there. Fernando Tatis, he doubles to center. Altman took a few steps back, and it kind of prevented him from making that catch he tried to dive and he just couldn't make it a bad read off the bat it hit the heel of his glove but still he just couldn't secure it the pitch 14 fastball middle middle so bad location there by Julio Urias then Manny Machado first pitch double to right center and it gets between Betts and Altman and rolls to the wall. A change of away just didn't have that depth. And with Tatis that second, no outs. Soto hits one on the warning track for the second out. And the next man up, Xander Bogarts, he hits one to right. And Mookie jumps and goes to get it. And the ball goes in and out of his glove, and he can't make the catch. Machado scored to make it 2 nothing Padres. An 80% catch probability there. And just goes in and out of his glove. It reminded me of some of those catches that Mookie made in the 2020 NLCS against the Atlanta Braves and he'll be the first to tell you that he should have made that catch each and every time he even said when he was mic'd up that yeah that was on me he should have caught that ball but still 
The two no runs right there for the Padres. The next man up, Nelson Cruz, he grounds to short for the second out. Then Julio gets Cronenworth to fly to right. So, yeah, I mean, both balls touch the gloves in that inning. Both plays are plays that we know that these outfielders are capable of making in James Altman and Mookie Betts. And Altman is still in the process of learning to play outfield at the big league level. He even told me when I interviewed him this offseason that one of the big things was just getting used to these stadiums. And we know San Diego, it is a cavernous outfield. There is ground to cover. And he just had a bad instinct there. Took a bad read on the ball and took some steps back when he should have taken some steps forward, but how fitting is it? How poetic is it that both those players are the ones that essentially won this game for the Dodgers with the stick offensively? So they absolutely got those runs back. And also the hard contact in that inning, that to me was what stood out. You saw lots of red. The fly out from Soto was 106.1 miles per hour off the bat. The double for Manny Machado was 105.4 off the bat. Nelson Cruz ground out was 108.9. The Xander one was almost at 100 so some hard contact early on but here we go why in the world would you pinch hit for Peralta with Thompson that's from Carl yeah look I mean we're gonna talk about some of the managerial decisions in this one the big one I want to touch on is the Dodgers not playing small ball later in the game when they had an opportunity to really put some runs up ahead and in the top of the eighth inning when Will Smith had that leadout double. We're going to touch on that in a little bit. And, yeah, I mean, what more can you say? David Peralta is a guy, he can get his bat on the ball. Trace Thompson is a guy who I think at this point they're really just trying to find every opportunity to give him opportunities. And when it doesn't work out, if it doesn't happen for him, they're going to say, hey, we gave you every single chance to make a play, to find a way to get your swing going. And he just can't find his swing. And it's the same situation. If he's not getting weak contact or anything like that, lots and lots of strikeouts from Trey's Thompson. And, yeah, he hasn't had a hit since April 17th. So, yeah, he continues to struggle. And, unfortunately, we'll see what happens. But, I mean, look at Michael Bush. He's a guy who, look, I mean, defensively we know – He's played mainly second base and third base, but I mean, I would love to see if they could work something out on left or even put Miguel Vargas in left and try to work something out. I think we have Bush at second because that is a big league bat. I mean, to me, I want to see Michael Bush at the big league level. He has nothing to prove down in the minor leagues, and he's already proven that, hey, for 29 other teams, for 29 other teams around this league, he would absolutely already be a number two hitter probably in a lot of lineups around the league. So, yeah, it's tough to crack this big league lineup, but I think he's a guy that is starting to earn it. And if you look at Trace Thompson, last 36 at-bats, he is last 36. He's four for his last 36 with 21 strikeouts, hitting 111. So, yeah, he has really, really struggled. Damn, D-back, that's from Alexander. Just remember the Padres uh, look like Rainbow Sherbert, Ivy Stroken. Yeah, I was one of the guys who looked like a, who said it looked like a 90s Taco Bell vomited all over a jersey but yeah i mean it's okay i mean they're kind of fun whatever it's all good they definitely look like some sherbert though eb great game mookie and harry uh redeemed themselves <laughs> you call him harry i like that eb oscar fosto just remember your wife loves dmac <laughs> nando that's a that's a bruh bruh we should just name that after you can dmac give himself a finish him there you go 
Finish him. Hopefully that plays. I'm gonna, I got a new finish him graphic I'm going to debut next time. You guys are going to love it. Uh, we got the Padres act like they win the championship. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, the parade was canceled tonight. There will be no parade down at the Gaslamp District. I heard they had a lot of floats. They had a lot of streamers. They had probably some high school bands out there. But unfortunately, it has been canceled because the Dodgers did take two of three from San Diego. But uh, Alexander, I appreciate you. My man, Alexander Z. Maryland, DMAC. What up, Maryland? Over on YouTube. DMAC from the top rope from Seth Gribble. Padres, you go redheaded stepchild. That's from Jay Sylvia. We got Dodgers, baby, Mario Hernandez. Let's rename the channel to Doug Nation. No, man, this is a, this is a group. It's, it's, it is it is we, not me, man. It is we, not me, man. Uh, we got the San Diego Padres equal Memphis Grizzlies 2.0. I like that one. I like the one traveling underscore Charlie because there are some similarities. You got young talent, people that are trying to continue to establish themselves in this league, but uh, Padres are a long-lost cousin. That's from Craig Oserberg. Preach D-Mac. That's from Deborah Young. This win just proves that money can't buy wins. That's from High School Football 26. And yeah, I mean, look, this Padres series could have gone a lot of different ways because, let's just be honest here, this Dodgers team, they had a tough time scoring runs. So, from a pitching standpoint, they struggled against Joe Musgrove. They struggled at times against Blake Snell. They struggled against you Darvish at times and we know this bullpen they've looked at good at times as well so I think the Padres the key for them is getting more production from the number five through nine hitters and Juan Soto I mean Juan Soto I feel like he's losing money every time he goes to the plate yes his routine is a little shaken Yes, he has gone off to slow starts in the past, but still, I mean, Juan Soto just does not look good so far this season. He does not look like a $500 million player at this point. So, yeah, I mean, I still think it's early. I still think the Padres are going to be a really solid team. But, hey, I saw a lot of Dodger fans picking the Padres to win this division. I had the Dodgers winning 97 games. I know that was a little high, but, look, the thing about Soto, still above average, 124 weighted runs created plus hitting two. 20 so it is not all off we got the adam a1a padres are orphans again that was cold dave roberts master class that's from trey's hayward yeah i think when you deployed yancy almonte when he did i was very impressed with that but let's keep going with this game we'll keep breaking it down we'll get to that evan phillips is our closer that's from ic cobra commander i gotta tell you i was really frustrated with the way mookie had been playing yeah mookie was 0 for 11 with four strikeouts before he hit that home run but yeah you forget all that stuff with a bomb like that just such a statement bomb against josh Hader, one of the best relievers in the game for the last five six seven seasons and to come up big in that spot I mean, it just changed the entire complexion of this week. I mean, if they lose two out of three to San Diego with the way the offense looked, that is going to be a very, very frustrating and sad flight to Milwaukee. And you're starting to question, hey, why can't we hit with runners in scoring position against this Padres team? It was going to really start to get inside their head. Now I think the Dodgers, they can take a deep breath, just kind of clear the air and know, hey, we can go into San Diego. We can win. And I think, too, they still haven't gotten going offensively like they're capable of. I mean, Freddie Freeman, he struggled again this series. He did get some hits, but still, I mean, Freddie Freeman had some opportunities with runners in scoring position, and he wasn't able to get it done. Last year, Freddie Freeman, he led all of Major League Baseball 
with runners in scoring position, hitting 391. That is what Freddie Freeman hit last year. He hit 391 with runners in scoring position. This year, a different story, hitting one four, hitting 160, which is 143 in Major League Baseball. But got to leave Bush up in the lineup. Pitching was on. That's from Cobra Commander. Yeah, look, Michael Bush, he's the real deal. I mean, he just needs at-bats. He needs big league at-bats, and that is what is going to change things for him. If he can t- continue to face big league pitching, like I was so impressed. I mean, not only did he got that hit, but he also struck out looking in a key situation, the eighth inning. He bounces back two innings later and is able to get the go-ahead run hit there with that single to left field. So, yeah, how could you not be impressed about this kid? Lots of poise, lots of moxie, has that slow heartbeat, and also his bat-to-ball is just impressive. So, yeah, do not sleep on Michael Bush. Michael Bush is not up there with some of the prospects like the Vargases or even the Outmans now. Now, but he is definitely an elite prospect and a guy that would be batting in the two hole for a lot of teams around this league. So don't sleep on Michael Bush. But if you do want to sleep, you know what I recommend? I recommend man to sleep. Mantis Sleep. They make the world's best sleep masks and sleep accessories. Everything they do is to enable better lives through better sleep. They work relentlessly to improve and optimize sleep so that you can have the energy to live your best life. Give out, check out mantisleep.com today so you can sleep better anywhere, anytime. Get your Manta mask today. Use the code DN2023. So yeah, get a Manta mask. I'm telling you, I've been sleeping like a baby out there in between games, in between shows. Thanks to the Manta mask so definitely go pick that one up remember the code is dn2023 it really supports the show so definitely go and get one uh we got bush was clutch that's from boomer assassin the the padres know who their padres are san diego we got nice comeback from david rose we got outman more like yard man that's from cta consulting llc that's a fire take we got giants are our rivals not the padres that's from adam 818 we got what a game from sunny we got uh, DMAC had roast on his mind. <laughs> That's from Alexander Z. We got a 499 super chat from my man. Uh, now the world 138 over on YouTube. You know, anything I get super chat wise goes to a couple of things. It goes to carne asada fries. It also goes to the Shohei Otani pot. I got a big jar that I'm going to just give it to Andrew Friedman and the Dodgers owner to help us get Shohei Otani. So absolutely. But we got usually not into trolling, but they got what they deserved for that Kershaw dig on. On Friday. That's a fire take and an absolute fact. I mean, like I said, I went off last night on him, but for me, I think. It's just it's par for the course for that Padres organization. They, they pretty much personify and exemplify the idea of rent-free. Like I said, no one says, let's go Padres. It's always beat L.A. They care more about the Dodgers losing than they do about the Padres winning. And I can say that wholeheartedly. That's just kind of how I feel. They're so obsessed. But, hey, if you want to disrespect a legend, if you want to disrespect a first ballot Hall of Famer, if you want to disrespect a guy that has a reputation around the league of not just being a great player, but a great and beloved player in the round this league, one of the most respected, a guy that has done so much charity work that has won the Roberto Clemente Award. Go ahead. Go ahead and do that because I thought it was classless. And to me, I see Padres fans out there thinking that I'm triggered. And yes, I was triggered because I do get defensive over Clayton Kershaw because I know at his core, he's a really good dude. And I just think, look, I would, I would be, I'd be furious at the Dodgers if they did something like that to Tony Gwynn, I'd be furious at the Dodgers. If they did something like that to Dave Winfield or Trevor Hoffman, 
Jake Peavy, any of these guys that come from the Padres, I'd be pissed if they did that to them because, hey, I just don't like to disrespect the legends of the game because that is why the sport is what it is. It's not the managers, all they've contributed. It's not the owners, although they're essential. The players are why you tune in, okay? That's just the truth of the matter. Uh, Their war definitely went up today. That's for SB. J Radio Clutch, we got, oh no, the Padres Parade is canceled tonight. That's from DJ Jimenez 789. Yes, by the way, anyone, the Padres Parade has been canceled at Gas Lamp. They had the route all figured out. They had the banners. The high school bands were out there. They had the Grand Marshal was going to be there. It was going to be the, the, the That's What's In guys were going to perform the That's What's In. They were going to perform there, but no, it is not going to happen. The parade has been canceled. But the Lakers in the six, D-Mac is the MVP. Thanks, Jay Silva. Agree what happened to the small ball, what we were playing last week. Okay, we'll get to that in just a second. So let's breeze through some more innings here. So we got the first inning and then... Dodgers really just missed opportunity after missed opportunity throughout. And then let's jump all the way to that top of the eighth inning. So jump to that top of the eighth inning where I see a lot of Dodger fans on social media. They were crying and screaming and pounding their fists on their desk saying, we want small ball. We want small ball, right? Well, let's look at this top of the eighth inning. So Will Smith, he hits a leadoff double and then three, two pitch to Max Muncy did a nice job by just avoiding that pitch. He doesn't swing at it. And then Muncy he holds up on that backdoor cutter that was off the plate and he draws a walk. And that sets the Dodgers up with runners on first and second, no outs and Michael Bush pinch hitting for Miguel Rojas and first pitch for Martinez is low for ball one. And he fouls off the second pitch, makes it two and two. And then look, on that pitch, he ends up striking out. He takes a fastball for strike three. And, yes, you definitely want to see him get his bat on the ball there. You definitely want to see him possibly be more aggressive early in the count. But a lot of people are saying, hey, why don't you go and have Michael Bush bunt in that situation? Why don't you have him go out there and play some small ball? Well, the reason is, what did we see later in the game? Small ball is definitely necessary sometimes, especially in a one-run game and a game where – you definitely need to find a way to score, but still, it just there are certain times where you just want to play for the slug, and that, I think that's a situation. So before we get into that, though, let's talk about that top of the six. So top of the sixth inning, leadoff, the top of the sixth inning, 0-1 pitch, Freddie Freeman hits a fly ball to left that pops out of the glove of Juan Soto, hit the pocket of his glove and popped out. And he had a lot of ground to cover, but probably should have made the play. It definitely looked like it was an E there on seven, but still, Freddie Freeman's able to get on with that double. Next batter with Freddie in scoring position, Will Smith. He gets a sliding double to left to score Freeman to give the Dodgers their first run of the game to make it 2-1. to one. Padres, first hit with runners in scoring position of the series, so that comes in the sixth inning of the third game. So that tells you how much the team was struggling with ducks on the pond throughout this series. And that was it for Joe Musgrove. Musgrove's day was done. Tim Hill comes in to face Muncy with Smith at first and no outs. And then Muncy, he swings and misses at a fastball up and out of the zone for strike three free for the first out. And then Chris Taylor, he replaces Jason Hayward at the DH spot. And with Rojas, Rojas hit for Hayward. He ends up flying to center. So Rojas, he was subbed in for Hayward. And then Chris Taylor, he moved to that DH spot. And the next batter, James Alman, 1-2 pitch. He gets hit by the pitch near his head. And that was it for Tim Hill. Bob Melvin, he goes to Wilson to face Vargas with runners on first and second and two outs. And then Mickey Vargas takes a four-pitch walk to load the bases for Chris Taylor. And then 1-2 pitch. 
He and then Vargas walks uh, in the next batter, Peralta. So Peralta up there with the bases loaded, one-two pitch. He ends up popping to second. So they get one run on one hit. You had the error there by Juan Soto. The Dodgers back in the mix. And then, yeah, bottom of the sixth inning, Julio Arias was out there. He was still effective. He was still dealing. A leadoff walk to Xander on five pitches. He was missing arm side with the four seam, missing with the slurve. Falls behind 1-0 to Cruz, but then he bounces back in a big way. A 1-2 pitch. He freezes Nelson Cruz. Freezes him with a four seam fastball down the middle for the third strike. And the next batter with Xander at first, a 3-2 count. He gets him swinging with a four seam fastball inside corner for the second out. And the next batter, Hassan Kim, 1-1 pitch. He singles centered for the to give the runners Padres runners on first and second and then you had a pitching change so Julio's day was done and with two outs Yancy Amante comes in to face Sullivan he falls behind three and one the count fifth pitch of the at bat he fouls off a singer to load the count on the full count he punches him out swinging with an 82 mile per hour sweeper so I know a lot happened tonight I know a lot of guys stepped up but I need to mention Yancy Almonte because he's starting to look like Yancy Almonte again and it's not just the fact that he got the job done it was 82 mile per hour sweeper there to end the inning and to get Sullivan. So you're talking about he goes from a 96-mile-per-hour sinker to 82-mile-per-hour sweeper. So we're talking about a 14-mile-per-hour mile hour pitch differential there. So that's definitely going to be something to look at. Can he be that guy? A lot of people were done with Yancey, but he's looking like he's trending in the right direction. And then, yeah, you look at that top of the eighth inning. That's where it looked like the Dodgers were going to have their best chance. And it looked like maybe the fact they didn't scratch there, that it was going to be a, a loss for L.A. They were going to take the L, but yeah, look at that top of the eighth inning. Will Smith, he doubles to right. Muncie draws the walk. Bush hits for Rojas. Bush struck out looking, and then Outman on a one-two count, he flies to left, and then Vargas lined out to shortstop. So I saw all over social media, the youth movement is a buzz. This and that, they can't get it done because Bush took strike three, because Outman, he flied out, because Vargas, he hit a liner to short. Everyone was screaming for small ball in that situation with runners on first and second, and the Dodgers down to run, but I'm here to tell you, this order organization they know what they're doing and the reality is you have to be consistent with the slug because if you first of all people act like just because you lay down a bunt that bunt's always going to be perfectly executed it's not always the case people always act like the sack fly is always going to be perfectly executed like there's not a chance that the runner's going to get thrown out at home plate yes in theory it looks like it's going to be automatic but that isn't always the case and this Dodgers team they realize that when you outslug your opponent you win that game by over an 80 percent clip and we saw later in this game the Dodgers that's how they won Moogie Best hits a bomb to tie it James Altman hits a two-run home run to tack on two more runs after Michael Bush hit that single so I'm absolutely fine with not laying down bunts in that situation I think this team you got a lot of talented hitters you have to trust them in those spots and yeah you'll kind of live with the results last year this team all they did was slug and they won 111 games it's about having the talent to be able to do it on the big stage so here we go James Harden Celtic Killer is an LA native from BC. Absolutely. Also at the Arizona State. Nando 390, that home run broke hater. That's from, wow, interesting. You think it'll have some residual effects? We got uh, Mookie from Mitchell Miller over there. We got Josh Hader pitched like Bill Hader. That's, that's a fire take. That's a fire, fire take. take. Doug, that was insane. Absolutely, Moose 1032. It was insane. To me, This you've already had some epic wins. You had the walk-off early of the year on the Peralta base hit after. 
the Vargas double. You had the walk-off Grand Slam, the Dodgers' first Grand Slam since Andre Ether did it back in 2010. You have this win, which to me was the most satisfying because this is the sex you pick around Major League Baseball. Buster Olney, he told me that he wasn't going to change his pick. I tried to convince him. I tried to make the case that the Dodgers have a better one through four and the Dodgers are still the team to be in the NL West. He said he was still sticking with his Padres team, but hey, look, it's just one series. It's just one series in May, but hey, the games in May count the same as the games in September, okay? And when you are in a hotly contested division race, you need to win these games early and make a statement, and the Dodgers did just that. And Mookie Betts, say what you want about the series he had leading up to that. Say what you want about the defensive miscue he had early in the game. When it mattered most, he came up, put a big swing, and crushed that game-tying home run to send it into extra innings. But need pitching depth. That's from Brianna Rochelle. Yeah, the pitching, I think, is actually looking up. One of my big takeaways for this game is the bullpen. You have guys that are starting to get more comfortable in their roles. Evan Phillips is the Dodgers closer. They're trying to tiptoe around it. They don't want to say anything official about it. But Evan Phillips, he gets his fifth save. He goes an inning, had one strikeout, had nine pitches, seven first strikes. So he made light work. But who gets the win? It was Caleb Ferguson. And Caleb Ferguson put together another impressive, impressive appearance. And I think he's a guy that I want to shine some light on because he deserves some love for this win for the Dodgers. I think... Caleb Ferguson has really been outstanding. And yeah, I think what he brings to, he brings a guy that he has that stuff that plays up. I mean, he has a, a fastball. You can get 95, 96, also the curveball. And when he came in there, he was executing pitches. And I think, yeah, he gets a, a lot of credit for this win. Caleb Ferguson. I think Yancy Almonte too. That's, that's my biggest takeaway. I mean, I was headed for kind of looking at silver linings in the Mitchell, a lot of half full takes and yeah, Yancy Almonte, he comes back the next inning. I mean, when he's, he, the, he fell behind to Fernando Tatis Jr. Two and one in that count. And then, he gets a pitch clock violation and then he fouls off a sweeper. Then he fouls off a sinker. And then on the two, two on the three, two count, he gets him swinging on a sweeper away, gets him to chase. So, and you know, actually gets him looking at that pitch. So yeah, he got him looking at strike three. And I think the big key is you're seeing him changing speeds, man. You're seeing a 95 mile per hour sinker and him come at you with an 82, 83 mile per hour sweeper. And that is the adjustment from Yancy Almonte. You're also seeing a lot of soft contact from him now so he's absolutely stepping up and then Victor Gonzalez he pitched well there in the eighth inning but yeah I'm looking at I'm looking at uh, Yancey I'm looking at at Caleb Ferguson as well and really this Dodgers team and Caleb Ferguson he comes in there pitches the bottom of the ninth and he was fantastic I mean he gets, I mean, he struck out Sullivan on three pitches, that four-seam fastball right there, bottom of the zone. He got Grisham swinging on a 2-2 count, using that cutter low and away, and he got Kim to pop to second. So, yeah, I really love the way the bullpen performed throughout this series. They got a jo- got the job done. We got Eric Jackson, DMAC. When will you have sponsor logos on your shirts and cap? That's a good question. I mean, 
working on some stuff. We got a couple sponsors now. Our friends over at Hornitos, Jim Beam's a sponsor. Our friends over at Manta Mask. I'm not trying to look like a NASCAR driver here. I'm not trying to completely sell out, okay? But no, it's definitely better for you guys. So if you really want to help out the show, go to Manta Mask, DN 2023. So we got uh, Padres, no class, always clowns. We got EB. Uh, this is exactly what they get. The whole team has CKs back. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think it's a great take over on YouTube from SSJ Radio Blue. I think this team absolutely was playing with some extra fire in their belly, wanting to just stick it to this Padres team. And yes, it's not like the Padres players were a part of the Padres social media team that put that crying meme there, but still, it definitely added some fuel to the fire, and I'm glad they won two out of three against this Padres team. But uh, PV was great. Outman greater than Soto. Yeah, let's get some more combos in here, guys, and we're going to be back. We're going to be back early next week. We're going to be back for the Blue Heaven podcast tomorrow, so be sure to tune into that. We'll get some more comments, and I'll let you guys enjoy the rest of your Sunday night. So give you some final thoughts here, but the big takeaways, a gritty win by this Dodgers team. They win despite being cold at the plate, despite struggling with runners in scoring position the entire series, and the pitching has really stepped up in a big way this series. They hold this Padres team to nine runs across three games. That's three runs per game, two runs a game the last two nights. I think you saw Julio Arias. One thing I want to mention, too, about Julio Arias, the velocity was up on the fastball today, so he's getting more confident in that fastball. He threw it over 50% of the time. So another really, really solid start for Julio Arias coming off that 10-strikeout start. So he's trending in the right direction. He put those two bad starts behind him. The bullpen, you got guys trending in the right direction. They have a defined closure in Evan Phillips, Yancy Almonte, Caleb Ferguson, Victor Gonzalez. They got some dudes in the pen now, and they're still getting guys back. And, yeah, I think offensively they did struggle, but you're not going to score 8, 10, 15 runs every game. You're going to have to win some nail biters through the course of a 162-game season, and they did just that. So give credit to Mookie Betts for stepping up like he did. The youth movement is here to stay. Another big takeaway there. Miguel Vargas, a much better week. He's looking like he's turned the corner at the plate. James Altman was slumping. They made a little adjustment to his stance, kind of widening it a little bit, tinkering with it, and he gets a big home run there late. So hopefully he goes on another run. And Michael Bush, I think he needs to find a way to stay at the big league level and help this team but a couple more comments here we will head out here on the Dodgers Nation post game show thanks for rocking with us after really the best win of the season in my opinion I loved this win I love the fact that they found a way remember the win probability of 1% less than 1% they found a way to win this game Dodgers fans better bring it next week and yeah I'm very excited to see what's in store for our Dodger fans at this at Dodger Stadium next week when the Padres come to town. I think it's going to be a little spicy at Chavez Ravine. But uh, do we think the Dodgers troll them next week in Austin? I don't think so. I think this is a class organization. I don't think they're going to stoop to the Padres level. We got uh, Michael Dmac. What time is the Padres parade? I thought we won the series. Yeah, they canceled. Like I said, Gasland parade canceled tonight. That's from Daniel over on Facebook. First place Dodgers. What's new from Craig Osterberg? Julio was resilient. Absolutely. He grinded through he grinded today. I mean, I think Julio not having his best stuff, only three punch outs, only six swings and misses, still found a way to get it done. 
I mean, after that first inning, really settled down. One, two, three, inning in the second on 14 pitches. Bottom of the third, Tatis lined to third. A 1-1 pitch to Machado, single to left. First pitch to Soto. He gets some ground to us. 3-6-3 double play to end the inning. So, nice slurve there. Bottom of the zone. So, yeah, bottom of the fourth inning. We'll kind of break down this one. We'll head out of here. Bogarts pops to first for the first out. Cruz fly to left for the second out. A really nice play by Peralta. Covered a lot of ground. Then 0-2 to Cronenworth. He singles to right. He smokes one off the bat. 100 103 miles per hour. It's another play that the Dodgers defender could have had in Miguel Vargas. That gave the Padres runners on first and second with one out and Kim at the plate. He had him down 0-2 in the count. He fouls off three straight pitches and on the sixth pitch of the at-bat, Kim reaches. It was originally ruled as an error. They changed it to a hit and Julio, yeah, a little casual there. Should have made a, a throw with a little more conviction and then Urias nearly helps up with the positioning there. And then with runners on first and second and two outs, he gets Nola to pop to third, bottom of the fifth inning. He really came out there and he got the job done as well. He got... He got uh, on the 2-2 pitch. He got Angle looking at that fastball. So the fact he's going that fastball late in his start, I was very impressed by that. And then he gets Tatis Jr. to ground to the third for the second out. And then on the 0-1 count to Machado, he's singled to center on a changeup. A little loopy there. And a little looper, nothing too serious. The next batter with Juan Soto at the plate. He gets him to fly to center to end the inning. And then we talked about what he did in the sixth inning. So definitely a really nice start for the Uriates. Big win for your Los Angeles Dodgers. A statement win. Why don't you play an L on that Jumbotron? Play that Mookie Betts game-tying home run all night. Play that James You Can't Get an Out Man home run all night down in San Diego. Because, yeah, the parade is canceled. What else are you going to do? But thanks for rocking with us here on the Dodgers Nation YouTube channel. We got lots of content coming this week if you haven't yet be sure to subscribe to the channel hit that notification bell if you haven't followed me yet i'm on twitter instagram and tiktok at dmac underscore la couple more here we got to bring up diego not yet mookie fear not i am batting we got dkm if we sweep the padres i'm going into the nearest public restroom and screaming as if there was just a gorilla and a dinosaur waiting to get kicked out there you go that's another comment of the night from dkm remember nothing brings us together quite like dodger baseball and until next time Time. Think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Bring them home. Bring them home.